Welcome to Intersect, a podcast where we find connection in each other's story. Uh, today, I'm with my friend Kate Serenko, and we met at a house church. Um, I discovered that Kate is Ukrainian. I also discovered that she had experienced bullying um, as a young person. Now, when I think of bullying, I think about uh, the prototypical schoolyard, playground scene. Some kid is picking on another kid. But what happens when bullying happens in the church? We're going to dig into that in a moment. Kate, tell us briefly about yourself, and then let's dig into your story. Um, I've come a long way. My first degree, I'm a teacher, English teacher, English language teacher to Ukrainians. But when I came to America, I am doing digital marketing for 12 years now. Mm. And what I'm doing right now, I switched to the corporate world. So I mm. bring this big knowledge to small business, which I call small business, but that's actually one person, one person business. And to find themselves find their niche and hmm. like, teach them how to monetize that because okay. people you know we go through phases in our lives with different every hmm. few years we want to do something different we have the core skills and hmm. talents but we grow we, we evolve mm -hmm. everything is evolving mm -hmm. so i'm helping the people kind of like show show the true self not to be true self but again to get to this point, I had to go through a lot of bullying, a lot of growth, a lot of making myself small, mm. and I know how mm. it feels. So mm. that's in this moment of my life. Mm. That is my mission because mm. I mix my coaching techniques with my marketing techniques, and that's exactly what I'm doing because I've been through this. That's that's my mm. story. Okay, so so in in essence, then. Um, like you've found a certain sense of boldness from the background of being bullied, which might I found not... my strength in it. I was I never thought I could find my strength in that. And at that point when I was experiencing this, of course, I felt really bad. I felt like God forgot about me and he cannot help me, he cannot save me, he's weak. Because mm. I doubted God, mm -hmm. I lost my faith in him. Because I mm. let those people who bullied me, I gave them power. So I take us back. Rest. Take us back. Yes. Give us a little bit of texture, specificity <laughs> about what what are a couple of things that you experienced and how did that affect your faith? How did that affect your self-confidence? What what happened to you um, in that time in your life? Well, I have lots of pain if it goes back to church. I grew up mm. in a really conservative church in Ukraine. Okay. To the point, like, like I couldn't even walk in a church; just walk to the church inside of the building, mm. and change. I couldn't walk in my pants; I had to wear a skirt. Okay. Uh, and I got in trouble for coming into the church mm. in my pants, even when it was super cold. You know, it's mm. super freezing right now in Chattanooga, yeah. right? It's yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine that. Like I'm a little girl because I've been serving. Since I remember myself, like since mm -hmm. I remember myself, I'm always on stage, always playing, always mm -hmm. involved. Uh, in Ukraine, we go to church Friday night, Saturday okay. morning, Sunday okay. night, okay. and Saturday night. It's like okay. Sunday morning is Pathfinders. A whole weekend so, event. <laughs> a whole weekend event. And I usually 
I went to school in the morning and music school at night. So mm. think about this me since like eight or nine, this is my life. Every mm -hmm. week, school in the morning, mm -hmm. music school at night, and the whole mm -hmm. weekend is church dedicated. So I had yeah. no childhood. <laughs> so I'm actually that's why I'm like a little irresponsible. I think <laughs> I'm not responsible like a childish right now because I did not have a childhood. They stole it from mm. me. Mm. So so from um age 10 for sure I was like really involved in church like mm -hmm. that was my whole entire life mm. but through that I always experienced like things that did not connect to me with God I made no sense for example uh in my religion we celebrate Sabbath and it's really yes. holy okay okay and you're not supposed to eat fruit mm. or take a grape on Sabbath because it's a big sin you will you will you will burn mm. in whatever they believe in you will burn. So, yes, oh, <laughs> not wow. burn in hell. We don't believe wow. in hell, but you're not going to be on, in heaven. Uh. And people were always portraying heaven as something amazing. And I realized, wait a minute, if my God is that mean, yeah. I don't want to go to heaven. If he won't let me eat a grape on my day of worship, he must yes. not be that grape. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Sorry. That's a good one. Yes. Like... I don't want to serve him. I, I am tired. I don't mm. want to be in heaven and like some my all day work. Sabbath for me was a work day, not a rest mm. day. Mm. I'm always like have this feeling towards it. Mm. Always a work day. You cannot do any fun. It's the worst day of my life since 10 to 15. That was my wow. life. And I was wow. growing with this. I mm. had little things. Like, I was always, like, loud, too much. Mm. And people were always telling me, Kate, you're too much. Kate, mm. slow down. Kate, be small. Always containing mm. me. My mom mm. has this narrative, and Ukraine in general have this narrative. What would people say? Oh, wow. Everything you do, the partners you choose, the relationship you choose, school, where you eat, how you look certain way you always have to look certain way like what would people say and church is big on that what would people say hmm. so i grew up on that and it was big <laughs> and you're kind of like i have no clue what people would say because you're always telling me what they would say why don't you just exactly. give me a chance to hear from them? exactly so <laughs> and i was at age 15 when i when i, I grew up really fast and i told them listen i i am done i cannot to do this anymore you guys i started rebelling i was drinking i was smoking mm. i i started dating an um, older guy mm. he was from church but from mm. different church i called cool church oh. because they were yeah. like i'm the, here today uh, to represent cool church my best yeah, i see that no 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 exactly no i definitely <laughs> see this as a cool church so he, he was from cool church and that was the first time i actually saw god I thought this is what my God wants me to be cool, love him, serve people, be nice, and just have a good, good, good heart. That's mm. all he wants me to do. Not not to eat, not to wear jewelry, not to wear mm. skirts. Like you have to always like do those things. That's like that's not my God. And I mm. always was rebelling against that. Mm. That that is not my God. So when mm. I met that guy, I'm like, whoa, this is God is cool. Okay, let's mm. see that you know mm, okay so uh, that was like the whole chunk of my childhood i was growing slowly 
hating church as institution, yeah, conser- putting me in the box, yeah. making me small, yeah, and not letting me, not explaining why I have to. They they never explained it because mm. just, just do it because, because we say so. Yes. So that you know was it's my- interesting because um, years ago when I was serving in Wyoming, I had a kid. Um, he um, he stole a, a credit card number off an expired credit card to Ooh. call a porn line. I had stopped at the jail and um, to make a visit. I asked this guy if he wanted to come in. He's like, no, I'm just going to stay in the car. And so he got this. He, he didn't even take the card. He just scribbled down the number while I was in there. And then a few weeks later, I start getting these messages like your this card was used to call and you're going to get a bill for this much i'm like and and it was like wow. so bizarre and then i looked at the phone number i was like that phone number looks familiar and then i realized like it was from his house and we had already approached him because he had made some calls on the church line okay wow. so this took me down a path of trying to learn about addiction and when I started studying into addiction, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you name it, I, I joined a 12-step group for a while. This is what one of the things I learned is that it doesn't matter whether somebody grows up in an alcoholic home or a super controlling religious environment. They both have the potential to create addiction in somebody's life because addiction centers around control. It is true. I can relate to it. I wasn't actually planning to share it today, and I never share it in public, but Mm. I have a close relationship with a really close person Mm. of addiction. He was addicted for two years. We were, like, really close, and I Mm -hmm. never experience and i never even like thought about it that he's addicted that he's actually mm. a heroin addicted mm. and he stole money from me mm. it was he still owes me lots of money mm. and you know i chose to forgive him that was my boyfriend that i started dating actually mm. back when i was mm-hmm. 15 oh wow yes wow. We were dating for seven years we were like worshiping god he was telling me like this god idea yeah about like God, God, God. And I'm like, and he was my God too. Cause I was, he was like mm. older than me. I was worshiping him and everything. And then we came to America together mm. and he did lots of trouble, but because I worshiped him and his mm. God, because his God was cool. Mm-hmm. I never realized like I actually living next to the person who is addicted to heroin. Mm. Mm. And then mm. one day when I came home, he stole all of my money, mm. but I was working really hard. I was going to school. I was working really hard. I was living, I was working as a living nanny. I was mm. coming home like for one day, Saturday, just to stay in the, in the town for the weekend. Mm. And he stole all of my money. I was collecting for school, for my paperwork, for my immigration, for everything. He mm. went to Las Vegas mm. without calling me. Like he left me. I was all alone in America. Like I mm. had no one. I was 19. Mm. I had no one. Wow. And that was so traumatic that mm. it was my kind of another thing, but I started doubting God. I'm like, wait a mm. minute. So I was always blaming this on God. Like, mm. why did God, why? Okay. So why did God not protect this person? Like he was serving you. And so what mm. happened when this moment happened that my ex-boyfriend realized 
Kate, I actually don't want to serve him. I want to just do the drugs. Like when this thing happened, like mm. addiction is really hard. I, mm. I, um, I'm not that familiar, but I was so kind of like in denial. I saw little things, mm. but then I realized I thought maybe he's tired or something's mm. going on. I was mm-hmm. really in denial and he owns me so much money. I actually reached out to him this year, last mm. year and say, listen, you know that you owe me lots of money. I was, mm. I was choosing to forgive you, but like, listen, I actually learned, I worked so hard for those money I'm like i think you should give it back to me i felt like hmm. this is like the right thing to do i'm like you know what well, okay. it's good to forgive but i actually <laughs> want this money back and the reason you know what he told me that triggered me so much he told me another thing so he come he overcome his addiction again i'm sharing this lots of people know about him but hmm. at this point i overcome so much that i do not care i want to be open and i don't care what people say i actually hmm. do not so that's another thing what I'm working uh, towards too. So anyway, I reached out to him and you know what he told me another thing? He's like, Kate, he told me he overcome addiction. Now he's married, mm-hmm. have a child. He's like, mm-hmm. all this, went to Israel, like all of those kind of like proper mm-hmm. thingies. And he told me, Kate, I'm a man of God. I serve God. I will never have this money, even if I want to, because mm-hmm. God is not about the money. I'm like, like what <laughs> sorry are we allowed to pg-13 <laughs> I, I might be able to find a beep in there somewhere i don't know after like i have to but yeah yeah okay okay no but i'm telling you that's another thing like whoa so if you have if you're believing god your god follower so you're not supposed to have money that was another thing like for me like whoa this is just ridiculous like, and i'm in mm. my mission right now again another i'm not know i know jumping from thing to, uh, one thing sure. to another but we're like all over the place but mm. my main mission how i connect my business with like i want to tell people it's okay to have money god mm. is giving you everything on this earth and the mm. more you get the more you give god gives mm. you talents you have you're safe you have the beautiful blue sky, you have smart, you have brain, you have healthy body. It's your, it's a sin not to make money. This is what I believe in right now. If you have mm. all of those things, because the more mm. you give, the more you get, the more you give. Mm. That's, that's kind of my belief. That, that's my God at this moment that I have a relationship mm. with. So okay. that's another thing. Okay. Interesting. So um, uh, that, that stretches me a little bit um um and i do i do find since i moved to this area of tennessee that there's a lot of prosperity and um uh you know i think of one individual in the community that's given significantly um to various uh, philanthropic um efforts um that's built up the community, whether it's um, local church facilities, yes. um, whether there's a there's a place um, here in town called the Commons, that's mm-hmm. like a gathering spot. They have like um, farmers markets. They have like uh, the East Tennessee Symphony Orchestra that plays there. And I think about this individual and others like them that have, out of the blessings that they have received, chosen to turn around and bless in such a way that it's it's benefited the the larger community so i do go like yeah it feels like that there are certain people that are gifted to give you know yes 
Yeah, it's um, not everyone. It's not everyone. Yeah. Um, everybody, I believe that everybody has a certain set of skills mm-hmm. that, and that's our talents, but that's how we serve. And yeah. if you can mind, if you can make money, just please go make it and share. That's, mm. that's what I believe in. And I believe like everybody's supposed to be comfortable and make mm-hmm. other people comfortable. I, I over like volunteering all these years and I saw how much, how, how much money and how much, how money can give you this power and can save mm. people, literally mm. save people. We did save people. It cost only $17 to save a life. Just think mm. about this. Yeah. Yeah. And when you put that price tag on someone's life, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. money is actually cool. It's not evil, which again, I will, I wouldn't overcoming this through my own life because in my church where i grew up money is evil like you have to be humble and poor and Hmm. you know so there's this thread i mean you were bullied i remember um when we were preparing for this podcast you shared a little vignette about a a Mm -hmm. ring a ring what's the connection between that experience with the ring is there any connection there and and this idea of you realizing no we we can actually maybe seek to um like you saved up for that that was a i mean that, that was, was one of my child traumas it's it's mm-hmm. the, i remember it so well in front of my face mm-hmm. i remember that i was going to school and i was like really nice girl going to school mm-hmm. to church that's all my life mm-hmm. and because i was a really good girl but being good grades my mom doing all the right money. things yeah. yeah, all the right things. This is what you mm-hmm. do. And my mm-hmm. mom, my mom was giving me like extra money. I was saving mm-hmm. for it. I was saving, mm-hmm. saving, saving. So in my religion, back in my church, my town, not every church like this, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to wear makeup. You're not supposed to wear jewelry. Not supposed to do anything. So I saved up mm-hmm. for this little cute ring. There's like a small little thing. It was so cheap, but I was little. I was like ten. It mm. took me so long to save for this little ring and i remember i was so excited i'm like this is my first thing i could buy i saved i didn't eat my lunches i saved on lunches <laughs> like for weeks in school just to get this ring i was okay. so excited it was like you know it's shiny and bright and i'm like oh my goodness i'm just gonna wear it so i went to buy it and on top of just regular weekend at the church i was always going to bible study as good mm-hmm. girls supposed to do you know so mm-hmm. i'm like so excited i'm gonna go to bible study on wednesday to the pastor's house and i put the ring on and i'm so excited i'm going in and then pastor wife greets me she's like kate and I don't know, maybe they have some kind of radar, radar or something. It's like, Kate, oh, what is this, Kate? I'm mm. like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, look at it. I was so excited. I can remember. It's my first time. I'm like, I got this ring. I saved money. She's like, and she looks at me like, oh, that's incredible. Oh my gosh, mm. I love it. Oh my goodness, can I see? Mm. And I am like this child with all the trust into mm. adult authority to the godly to, person. You wanted to share what you'd say for you wanted exactly. to, her to experience with you the joy and her presenting uh, reality to you was like, this is exciting. This is exciting. She looks, she looks at me like, oh my gosh, can I see? I'm like, yes. Mm. So she takes a ring. She's like, hmm. She looks at me and she just crushes that ring in front of me, just looking at mm. me like this. Hmm. I, I froze. I, mm. all what I, it was, that's by, it was so cheap because it was like made, for, not from metal, it was made from okay. plastic or whatever. Yeah. And um, she's like, okay, you can go now. You can go to the room and then let's pray. 
And I'm like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to have, I don't want to have anything with you guys. Like, what kind of God is this? What kind of person you are? Where is your heart? I remember thinking, where is the love? Where is understanding? Okay, if I'm not supposed to wear jewelry, sit me down, show me in the Bible, explain it to me. Like, I'm open. I'm, I'm a smart girl. I'm open for conversation. I was always like a little grown up when I was little, always open. Mm. I was 10, I was, when I was 10, I was completely on my own, mm. going everywhere, doing places, there was no one in charge of me. Like, mm. I am a grown-up at 10 already back in Ukraine, so talk mm. to me, right? And that was my, like, one of my first and biggest realization, like, something is wrong here. Like, this mm. is not God. Mm. This is not God. And I'm like, this is not my God. Again, I don't believe that you have to wear all the jewelry, but if that's your that's what you want that's what you like and you have a good heart towards yourself mm. first and towards people if that you want put fingers gold and everywhere do it lots of cultures just just wear jewelry because it's part of their identity right right not not supposed to but god lost them less so that was yeah. my first big realization that god cannot protect me from these mm. people i already calling church these people and I if that's God, I don't I have I don't want to do anything with him. So that was my first realization. Wow, it's so really this, important because yeah. because then when I experienced bullying when I was grown up already, it triggered all the past little traumas. Ah, okay. That's... Of, no church cannot protect me, God yeah. cannot protect me, like he's not powerful wow. enough. Yeah. So I should seek and just trust myself only. Because mm. so far, I didn't let myself down. Okay, so just to summarize then, you've had these experiences with bullying, whether it was the crushing of the ring or the you're not wearing the right thing. And all of that eventually over time accumulated in such a way that it drove you out of that community. Like you wanted nothing to do with that particular church community. You meet this guy that was, quote, the cool Christian. Mm-hmm. But as oh wow, yeah. <laughs> balloons. So you say cool uh, Christian? They have yeah. <laughs> balloons. I don't know. Like Riverside <laughs> has a mind of its own at times. Um. Anyways, um. That. So you meet this guy. What he's experiencing, who he is, becomes attractive to you. He almost becomes like a god to you. Then you find out your god is is fallen and frail too, and and mm -hmm. he's he's battling a heroin addiction and. He does all this bizarre stuff. Then he, quote, comes back to God, and then he leverages God in a weird kind of way to say, well, I can't make right on the money that yes. I took from you because, yes. and this, this has the same kind of off-putting texture as the crushing of the ring, but just in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Again, like, God cannot protect me. That's like the biggest thing uh, that was going through. So, so God protecting you, whether it's from a heroin addict boyfriend or a ring crushing pastor's wife, like where the hell are you, God? Exactly. Like, and, and then the if we move to the story with bullying, uh, it's when everything kind of like come to conclusion, like circle, just like you know, like whoop, uh -huh. because I realize like this is it. I am done, and. I don't want to be with you guys anymore because I was always involved in church. Even mm. I was trying, I was always trying. So I was in Chicago when I was in Chicago, I used to be in, in charge of all the 
music and church we started like from 10 people to 100 people they have right now mm. because we started mm. the church and that was like for there for seven years mm. and that was another story i was always like it was in the slavic community mm. and it was ridiculous i remember that so i was only one at that point that has my own apartment mm -hmm. i was making money i was doing marketing i was traveling no one knew what i'm doing how old are you always, how old are you at that time it was my 20s my early okay. 20s okay so no one knew what i'm doing for a living i was always quiet because i know they will kind of judge me because you're not supposed to make, make money so i always <laughs> humble i like i never tell them what i'm doing i was working in a restaurant i was i had i was a waitress Keep i was like Keep the dough yeah. on the down low. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I did work two shifts in the restaurant, you no know, so, but then I was living my best life. I was traveling for work. I um I made money and I mm. had my own apartment, one bedroom apartment in Lincoln Park, which is a really cool uh area by the lake. It was mm. the only one person who has had their own place. Mm. So I was inviting people every Sabbath for lunch, for game nights, trying to get mm. community together, all of these things. So I have the guys over and I remember the thing, I invite them, I give them like everything, like my house, everything. They were like really poor, just came to America, mm. have no money, no papers. They were just struggling so much. Now they're doing really well. Mm. Uh, but before they had nothing and mm. I invite them. So this guy come to my place, mm. he looks at me and he's like, Kate, you live here alone? I'm like, yes. I'm like, why are you showing off like that? I'm like, excuse me? Like... You know, you can live humbly where we live, like with like some like really cheap area, like some like just far mm -hmm. from the town. I like life. I like networking, be with people. No. Mm -hmm. Again, put yourself small, make yourself small. First of all, you're a woman. You need to get mm. married. Like you can't live on your own like this, make mm. money like this. You have to be humble. Mm. You have to first of all get married because that whatever you're doing, it doesn't count, it's not cool. So, mm. get humble, please. And then he's in my own home eating my own things, and I'm just entertaining them. Like, I have a program, people just come sit and then walk out. This is what mm -hmm. I used to do. I have so mm -hmm. much energy, I have so much to give, and I was always giving, you know, mm -hmm. always giving. And he telling me this, and I remember. Mm. <laughs> Also, I was in charge of music, and mm. I asked them, guys, can you be at 9 a.m. for music? They were always late. And then I mm. learned they did not respect me as a woman leader. Mm. That they were, like, late in my face. You don't tell me what to do because oh. I'm a cool Slavic man. Mm. And you're a woman in church. That was another kind of, like, thing I was going through. All these little hits, yes, that felt like they were like a a kind of blow to who you innately are. Mm -hmm. Yes, and then all connected with church. That church cannot protect me, and its church is evil. <laughs> so that was all the connection to it, and. When I say to them, to these people, my community, that I want to move to Los Angeles to pursue my dreams. I had a job offer. Mm -hmm. They were like, Kate, you as a single woman, 
leaving mm. your life behind going to los angeles no 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 it's scary mm. don't do it like they were always telling me again be small you're not good enough um you're just a woman uh who are you like why are you showing off like that and i'm like you know what screw you sorry you can beep again <laughs> i'm like i am going i am going Okay. And I did pursue my dreams. I moved to Los Angeles. I got the best job. I was growing like crazy. I went to this. I I learned. I met so many great people. Like that was mm -hmm. my dream, and that I found my community. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is life. Mm -hmm. So, and there where I experienced the biggest and the scariest bullying in all my life again was like, you know what people whatever we believe in. The world mm -hmm. is showing us. We like the world is our mirror. So I already have those beliefs that church is bad, people are bad, God cannot protect me, right? And whenever mm. you go, you see it. Sometimes mm. maybe the world is not like this, but you attract, I believe you attract like, like the world is mirroring you. So the mm. world was mirroring me because I had those beliefs already. So you have so, this internal narrative going and yeah. And it's like you're almost more aware of whatever's gonna reinforce that narrative than aware of the other things that God may be doing in your experience, or the, it's like, it's like when you buy a red car, now all of a sudden you're seeing red Hondas everywhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on. And I, I do believe in that. And I was building this through years of mm -hmm. my own experience. Mm -hmm. So that was helping, like, not helping, but like that was my life. And I, when mm -hmm. I experienced my biggest bullying is again, I went to the new church, it was mm -hmm. new community that they have no music worship. I'm like, guys, let's do music worship. Let's just mm -hmm. spice this world up because the church <laughs> looks like someone's dying here all Saturday. Like, let's do something cool. So we no. start doing something cool. You know, we got the youth in, at, at um at the church. Started like the church started like growing and having mm -hmm. fun. It's like you feel it. the energy changed. Mm -hmm. So I always on, st on stage. I was always doing, doing, doing something. Mm -hmm. And there's this person that apparently didn't like what I'm doing mm -hmm. because for some reason she thought that I am seducing the man in church. Mm -hmm. I'm like, interesting because the way I just do my hair. And so this is already too much. Mm -hmm. I'm coming Friday in traffic one hour to Friday um, rehearsals again, falling mm -hmm. into the same patterns, right? I mm -hmm. give you, I give myself to you guys. You should just appreciate my sacrifice. I'm driving Friday <laughs> night to church wearing a little necklace. Okay. Pastor Kate, I remember like I'm walking in, I prepared this huge program, wrote, wrote the script, everything myself. I'm walking in so excited. And Pastor looks at me like, Kate, ding, 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 take your necklace off. I'm like, are you serious, guys? Please stop. Just and I'm already. It's it's really triggered. You know, when you're mm -hmm. building this up, mm -hmm. it's triggering. If I wasn't triggered like this, I'll just take it off and whatever. I just do my things. I did this when I was little, but when it's building up, building up, building up, this is triggered. I'm like, this is ridiculous. But I, mm -hmm. okay, so I'm a good girl. I take it off, put it away. But again, I feel internal feeling. Oh, that was like a big fire inside of me so you went from being excited you're coming in yes. gotta have a great experience he says can you please take off the necklace maybe not even please just take off the necklace no he just pointed it he uh, just showed pointed yeah. on my neck and, and without even saying anything but with the why i'm saying it because it's podcast so people might mm -hmm. be listening yeah but he just blindly just showed it like 
yeah. like in my face, Kate. Seriously, yeah. like you should know better. Yeah, yeah. The finger pointing to the little offense. Yes. And, yes. And, and then all of a sudden, like your moment of joy went to a moment of like. Again. Anger, yes. frustration, yes. trigger. I'd like to rip his head off. What? <laughs> <laughs> Just no, yeah. like again, like no, the, the, again. Wait, excuse me, guys. You don't concentrate on what's important. What's mm. important is my heart. Mm. What's important? What I do for God and for people. Mm. Mm. Jewelry is not the most important thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think and what whatever uh, background of faith people come from, it's not uncommon to have experience. Um, some sort of trying to stifling or, 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 you know, I mean, some people grow up and, and they, they have an amazing childhood an amazing faith journey in their family or whatever, or their church. And then, and then there's many that relate to this. So they go like, yeah, I know what that's about. Um, I, I remember, um, you know, my own grandmother one time. <laughs> said to me as I had a pair of khakis and I was going to be headed to church and a button down shirt. And she's like, you're going to wear that to church. And oh, wow. it just was like, and, and I knew that she loved me. We had a great relationship, but it, it has that capacity when we feel like we have to be each other's kind of spiritual guardians or Holy spirit for each other or policemen, it can end up, shutting people down rather than opening them up to what God would want to do. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what I was, that's exactly what I was going through. And, and I tried to like see this as my mission right now. I want to lift people up and Mm. I want to accept every person, no matter what they believe in, what, 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 just no matter, no matter what, like just, I want to see your heart. And I want to mm. lift you up and I want to show the whole world who you are mm. and show the best part of you and do not be afraid because people will always be talking. And some of my clients are afraid to go on, on internet. They're afraid to speak in mm. front of camera because of accent and they make mistakes and stuff. And, and like, Oh, what would this person say? I'm like, mm. does that person pay your bills? No. So please don't have to think about that person. Concentrate mm. on the value that you give to this world. Concentrate on who you are. Mm. That's kind of, I'm connecting this kind of church experience through my business. It's like, it's like a mission of mine. So I'm feeling a couple episodes here. And I think what I want to do at this point is uh, <laughs> there's more to Kate's story, um, obviously, than meets the eye. Um, <laughs> And um, we're going to do a little wrap here, and then we're going to come back um, for next week's episode. Um, But Kate, where we've been so far, what is the big takeaway as you've been telling your story? What do you feel like is the big takeaway in this first chapter? And then we're going to hear chapter two. The chapter two is actually when the real life threatening Mm, happened and never yeah. was worried for my life it was the first time i was worried for my life and wow. i'm like okay wow how i never thought i could experience that so that's yes from so, this takeaway so let's say like i lived only through this part of my life mm-hmm. what's and your takeaway from my takeaway is do not close down your heart 
it's really easy. I wish someone told me like, Kate, be more loving, be more forgiving. Do not close your heart on people on our God, mm. because we're leaving myself really in anger, mm. really upset. Like I gave my best years, mm. 20 years at that point, mm. since I'm, and since I'm 10, right? Yeah. My best years to church. Mm. And that's how I see it. Like, I, mm. and then that's what I get in return. I was not waiting for anything in return, what it get to me. But like, I don't want to be bullied in a return. I don't want to be mm. like this. So my first takeaway, do not close your heart. Mm. And God is stronger than that. And he cannot, he can help you to kind of like, <sighs> calm down. Mm. Mm. It's okay. It's just people just mirroring you. People are not bad. Mm. they are not bad they're going through something they're not bad they don't want to hurt you most of the people they don't want to hurt you they're living through their lives through their beliefs through their upbringing they're not there to get you mm. they're just living with their own trauma and they're mirroring and triggering something in you so people are not bad all right i wish someone could tell me that back then and I don't mm. have to be that angry at people until there's no God. So we're leaving my, me like there is no God. God can protect me. And people are there to get me. Letting so go of those lies. Letting yes. go of those lies. And so as we wrap today, um, may you discover, even though your circumstances have said otherwise, May you discover that God truly is for you. May you know that he has your best and that the people around you, even though sometimes they do hurtful things, um, they've experienced hurt. They've experienced pain. And sometimes they're only doing the best with what they know. And so as we hear from Kate next time, we're going to discover how God um, showed up for her, even in her darkest, most traumatic moment and where he took her to now. So until next time, thank you for joining us on Intersect. And may you find connection in God's story, in your story, and in the story of the person next to you. God bless. We'll see you next time.